Before we begin this week's episode of Unpack This Brain, we would just like to inform listeners that this episode contains the voice recording of an Aboriginal woman belonging to the Mananjali tribe here in Southeast Queensland. Please take care while listening to this episode. and welcome back to Unpack This Brain. My name is Eunice and I'm here with Josh and and we're here with Tegan for part two of our conversation with Tegan. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you again for joining us. Um, So I was wondering if we could have a chat about motherhood because in part one you were talking about your old snapshot of your journey um, Mm -hmm. and that you recently become a mother. Mm -hmm. So Lots, lots there. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Um, where do I start? I guess. Um, I guess what, what has really stood out to you? Oh no, let me let me rephrase that. What is some of the biggest things that you've learnt? Learnt. Oh God, um, being a mother. Um, geez, that oh. Oh, there's so many things. Um, I guess uh, one of the biggest learning things, and I'm still kind of learning this because I've got to be gentle to myself, um, is that, you know, any mistakes you make, it's, well, mistakes is a relative term, isn't it? (laughs) (sighs) They're very forgiving babies. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And you don't need to be so harsh on yourself, like, yeah. and you know you don't need to be so rigid. And it's okay to go with the flow if things aren't going your way, and yeah. you know that kind of thing. I guess mm. I'm learning that. You know, I've been told repeatedly, and I used to teach parents this: mm. you only need to do it, uh, get thirty percent right, mm. which is such mm. a small amount. Yeah, that, that, is, that seems is doable. <laughs> it's a tiny amount. <laughs> And so, and it's even been a learning journey to be like, um, it isn't 30% of naps, it's like 30% of the entire day. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I really struggled for a time there of um, stressing about if she was sleeping and, you know, that kind of thing, getting her down for naps and am I doing the right thing and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, you know, it's the whole day, like, you can, you can have a terrible day for 70% of the day. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. That's, so, that's That sounds very forgiving. I, like, yeah. I love that that phrase that you said that um, children can are, for, are very forgiving yes. or babies are very forgiving. Because yes. that's like, I, I know that it sounds like it's, it sounds like it's something that can help like you not be so hard on yourself. Mm. It's like you remember that. So yeah. that's so cool. I'm, by the way, just going to learn so much in this because I have, <laughs> like I said, off off air. That, yes. um, I don't know much about babies, but I really want to learn. So. Well, it's funny because, you know, I, I'm even doing, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the so-called security program. 
It's um, this parenting program goes for like six to eight weeks, depending on how fast they want to deliver it. But uh, it's basically on attachment with kids and what wow. that looks like. Yeah. Um, if I were to describe it in a nutshell, um, you're the home base for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Your hands are the home base mm-hmm. and kids will need to learn about the world. So they go out and explore, but then they've got to come back to the home base to get some security and support, especially mm. if they're, they're upset or whatever. But even mm. if they're not upset, they need to make sure you're still there. Mm. So it's like this constant cycle between staying at the home base, going out and exploring, coming back for security and support. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I've been relearning about that. Um, but I guess to link it to what I do for work, the kids that I work with have, like, you know, the biggest behavioural problems you've ever seen, the attachment they've had to people have been constantly broken because they've constantly gone from placement to placement Mm. and that kind of thing. Mm. It takes three to four months of consistency with Mm. them for them to start turning it around. And if that can happen with kids like that, you know, Mm. with your own child, if you even if you feel like you've stuffed up and you've left the circle for a time there Mm -hmm. it just takes coming back to it and being consistent again and they'll they'll be forgiving and they'll come back yeah yeah wow three to four months that it's like i would have thought it would have been longer or like even that it wouldn't come back to being Mm -hmm. that way if that makes sense you know, that's, that's awesome to hear. <laughs> it's yeah, it's crazy. Like it's it's slow steps in the right direction from that yeah. point. But yeah, generally the kids that I work with uh, stay in program for about nine to twelve months, okay. yeah. which is an incredibly short time given how they come into program, I suppose, mm-hmm. and where they're at then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. And mm. um, I guess like even if it's like relatively a short time, it probably means a lot and depending on their age could be such a long a big part of their um life mm. that makes sense yeah. yeah so um just like for clarification about the the program is that like um at, at your work do you work in a specific program yeah oh. i do i won't reveal it because that would be it's very specific oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i'm working with younger kids yeah, yeah the younger range yeah yeah I see. Okay, that's cool. Um, and so, yeah, so you said that, yeah, there's been a lot that you have learned about um, motherhood um, and being a mom and that, you know, the biggest thing that you are trying to remember is that um, to be, like, kids are forgiving and that, yeah. yeah to be forgiving of yourself. Of yourself, well. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder about your journey thus far like Mm. um wondering about how being a mother might um influence your practice and how you work when you do eventually go back to work i think it definitely changes your perspective and i think it makes it harder almost to Mm. go back into the helping field Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, When I was a social worker as well, there was, um, you know, people who became pregnant, went on maternity leave, came back. Mm -hmm. And they talked about this too, how they found it harder to work with the parents that we worked with because 
it was like you had your own kid and you loved them so much. And mm. I suppose they were in a de- better place than a lot of those parents were. Mm. And it was harder for them to go, why would you be like that towards your kids and that kind oh, of thing? I see. Right? So yeah. I think it would be hard for me to return to work because I would, I already form an attachment to these kids that I work with. And I already feel really sad when things don't turn out well, or, mm. you know, the parents on the other side, you know, decide they don't want the kids back anymore, you know, mm. any of those kind of stuff. Mm. And I can't imagine how I will go <laughs> forming attachments with these kids and then that happening again now that I have my own and love yeah. her so much and would never in a million years want to send her off somewhere else. Yeah. Not that these parents have sent their kids off, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it just changes your perspective, I suppose. I and I don't want to make it sound like <laughs> all parent counsellors <clears throat> would be judging parents that come in because that's not the case. Yeah. Because on the other sense, I think I would also I've experienced, you know, postnatal depression and anxiety. Mm. And so any parents who experience that or are experiencing that, I'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, I've been there. Mm. I know that experience. I don't know your experience, but I can totally understand some of the thoughts that go along with that and how hard it is. And and parenting as a whole is difficult. (laughs) So Mm. I've got that empathy there. Yeah. But also it's going to be harder in some cases. And, yeah. Yeah. So wow. just a whole layer, I suppose, yeah. from my perspective. Yeah. That you yeah. I guess wouldn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that that when you said that you'd find it hard and other social workers have found it hard, but I'm also thinking it's like I can see I can see that because then you're you know, because you've got you're on that lived experience now. Mm. And it's like, ooh. Mm. And you have all of these thoughts in your head. So I'm th- I'm just thinking about like would you want to where, where would you see yourself, I guess, returning to work? Would you stay in this space? That is the question I've been mulling over since mm. having my daughter. I don't know. Like, mm. I guess um, I've been coming more around to terms with the fact that I, you know, I've got this deadline at the mm. end of, you know, September next year is when my maternity leave runs out. Mm. And, you know, I'm going to be keeping on moving forward towards that and I need to make a decision about what I'm going to do. Right? Mm. So it's kind of becoming more real as time goes on that mm. I'm going to have to work out whether I want to go back or not. Yeah. And there's also another part of me who's like, well, I've always wanted to start my own counselling, you know, business yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe this is the time to start looking into that because mm. um, I feel like it would be almost easier mentally going back into that space yeah. rather than... Um, into yeah and it's also there's like all these other factors it's practical things like you know I've been stuck on the side of the road with a kid who won't put his seatbelt on right at the end of the day uh, half an hour out from our office and going oh I'm going to be getting home late today I can't do that with a kid (laughs) yeah Yeah. so different factors Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. lots to consider yeah definitely Um, I am really curious. I really appreciate you, by the way, sharing about, you know, like your, you've had experience mm. um, with postnatal depression mm. um, and, and you know, acknowledging that that could be a really key part of if you are to go back into working with families mm. and young people and children um, could be a really pivotal part of, like, that process because you've experienced it, you've had that lived experience. Mm. Um, so I'm really curious, you know, like 
I think that this um that experience of having postnatal depression is actually a lot of it's actually very common and not spoken about enough. Mm. So mm. for people that might be listening to this that you know are experiencing mm. it, what what are some things that um what are some words or things that you could share with them to maybe um help or mm. help them through this? I think I should even go back a bit further because mm. when I became pregnant actually was when my mental health really took a turn. It was yeah. something I didn't expect. Mm. Um, like it was almost like it came out of nowhere. I was suddenly just super anxious all the time. Like I was struggling to even leave the house, but I had to because of work. Yeah. Uh, so it was just crazy the big turn that happened. But, you know, I kept chugging along going, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, because I've dealt with anxiety before. (laughs) Yeah. But I would say that it would have been smarter to just get straight into getting help back then. Yeah. Reach out when it starts rather than down the track. Because, you know, if you experience that during your pregnancy, it's likely it's going to amp up even more once you have a kid. Yes. (laughs) Because that's what happened with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So definitely it's it's just better to reach out for the support as early as possible and know that it's, you know, it is normal. People go through it and, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have any history of mental health before or even like, no, but especially if you do, it's likely that it will hit you during pregnancy Mm -hmm. and just amp up from there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nothing to be ashamed about. Mm. It's just a fact of life, unfortunately, mm. when you go through something where hormones and it's ramping through your body mm. and you're going through all these physical changes. Because honestly, it feels like you just are chronically ill, <laughs> even oh, if you're not like throwing up or anything. Yeah. And some people go through that and that's awful. But for mm. me, it was like I was fatigued to the point of just feeling like I was chronically ill throughout mm. my entire pregnancy. Yeah. And that's going to do something to your mental health regardless yeah. of whether you're happy uh, about being pregnant or not. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's totally okay to go, man, this is hard, Yeah, mm. and reach out for support. Mm. And yeah. if, if your midwife or child health nurse or whatever happens to be suggesting that you know, maybe you should keep an eye on your mental health and mm-hmm. reach out for support. That's probably an indicator that they're noticing signs that you oh. probably need support. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, like, if they're subtle, subtly trying to say that, yes, like, take it on board. <laughs> yeah, take it on board. Yeah, and it's okay to take it on board. Yes. It's okay to um, to to find that help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Thank you for mm. sharing that and mm. yeah, really normalizing it that mm. it does happen. It's mm. a lot of. Mm. To a lot of um, people, yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, I know you. we were going to touch on this, and it's lovely that we, we're going to have this through line, but um, I'm curious to know how, because you are an Aboriginal woman, mm. how you would share that culture with your daughter. Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been something I've been mulling over. Like, it's been... Yeah, because I I guess this has been a really big question for me even before I fell pregnant, Um, Mm -hmm. just even the decision to have kids. I just wanted her to grow up with culture because Mm -hmm. I never got to. Mm -hmm. And I'm still, like, I I still am unsure of how exactly I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. But um, we've been looking at childcare options recently, and one of the questions I've been asking during tours is how do you incorporate Indigenous culture? Mm -hmm. So... Um, so I guess it's just looking for those opportunities um, in life. 
Like I took her to her first NADOC event um, oh, yeah. last week, I think it was. Yeah, so it's just in making sure I'm going out and involving her in those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess it's also, you know, we've got some um, Indigenous stories and stuff as well we'll probably be reading. So I, it's the little things like, mm. you know, when I was um, talking to uh, those key people who took me under their wing and I was asking them how do I include culture in my practice it was really the simplest of things like just uh you know you can throw in language here and there you can use indigenous stories and do some activities and stuff but you don't it's not specifically you don't need to make sure you go down and yeah. do dot painting this week and mm. that yeah, that yeah, week yeah, and yeah. whatever it's just you know Go with the flow of it, I suppose. Yeah. Allow culture yeah. to flow through. Yeah. So I guess that's what I'm going to be trying to do with my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, just hope for the best. But, yeah, definitely involving, like, uh, the importance of, you know, any schooling or whatever is involving that Indigenous culture in those spaces as well yeah. would be important. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. And I really I hear that. Um, you're very thoughtful about this, you know, you've mm. thought about it since even before getting pregnant. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, I'd be so curious to see how it goes through you mm. and, yeah, what will come from that. Mm. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unpack This Brain. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search Unpack This Brain. If you'd like to send us any questions, feel free to do so. Use the hashtag unpackthisbrain or send us a DM or send us an email, unpackthisbrain at gmail.com. This podcast was created by the lovely people over at Great Mates Podcast. Feel free to subscribe to any of our podcasts wherever you're listening. We'd also like to acknowledge the First Nations owners on whose lands we are creating this podcast.